Good morning. This is the Daily Wrestling News for January 11th, 2021. My name is Ryan Joy, and I am, as always, coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. And I am joined today by the Essential Wrestling Podcast Senior Impact Correspondent, John DeCani. John, good morning. How are you? Good. Glad to be aboard. Thanks for having me back. Uh, how was your weekend? Not bad. Not bad. Lots of football, a little bit of wrestling sprinkled in. Always a good thing. How about yours? Well, I'm coming off of uh, going to a pro wrestling uh, event with my mother-in-law for the first time. We went to Coastal Championship Wrestling. It's a regional promotion here in Florida. Uh, we had Cha-Cha Charlie and Emilio Costa on the show uh, over the last couple of weeks to talk about home uh, homecomings this weekend. New Year's Resolution was last weekend. So with that, I can now – I have updated my resume. And, of course, headshot on the front – and on the back, it says, able to make new wrestling fans. Uh, the quote from my mother-in-law after the show was, oh, my God, I loved it. <laughs> so, and she already talking about going back in March when CCW uh, makes their return to the Treasure Coast. I am rocking their merch this morning as well. So good time as always. Homecomings this weekend. So uh, if you're in Florida, uh, check that out. Uh, Nilio said... If you uh, have a car and you're within three hours, you should be there. And if you don't have a car, you should steal a car. That's what he said. So, <laughs> so there you go. Um, all right. Today we have uh, a few, uh, quite a few things on the agenda. We're going to talk uh, Impact Genesis. Uh, there's nothing on the docket for Raw tonight, um, so we may we may take a quick stop there, but pretty much fast forward through that. Uh, we're going to talk about Bailey on the Broken Skull Sessions. We've got the news. We've got trivia. And trivia today, John, is 2020 Impact in Review. So I'm feeling good about your chances there. I think that's another solid uh, category for you. So Could be. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's get the show on the road. All right. Today's ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. Uh, on the subject of that, John, Al Carl, three shows last week, nailed them all perfect across the board. Uh you and I went two for three in those shows, but <laughs> but Al, Al picked perfect on New Year's Smash. He picked per perfect on NXT New Year's Evil and Impact Genesis. So um, I guess he's going to get a perfect plex uh, tomorrow when we cover that in the Essential Wrestling Podcast. But the ridiculously random audience needs to know you better question of the day is, what is your favorite color? And that might seem a little kiddish, but maybe not when you consider Taz's loyalty to orange. The power Bret Hart gave pink. And how much Steve Austin could do with the color black. So, John, what's your favorite color? Uh, I, I'd have to say uh, it, it probably, it, it may be a little cliche, but probably black. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, in terms of clothing, I remember going out one time in my mid-20s and I showed up in a pair of, you know, kind of beaten up, not acid wash, but, you know, well-worn blue jeans. 
And one of my friends just looked at me and went, you're not wearing black jeans. What, what gives? I don't think I've ever seen you in blue jeans. <laughs> That's funny. I, you know, if you were to go into my closet, you would just see black shirts, blue shirts. When I was working corporate, all my collared shirts were blue. But in, informally, when I wear, you know, just around the house or pretty much everything else is a black wrestling shirt. So there you have it. So it's a bl it's blue, but then, you know, black for clothes, I guess. All right. So let's talk Impact Genesis. Uh, John, what do you think? Scale of 1 to 10 on the show. Uh, it's, a, it's a certainly above average shows. It was a good show. I'd say I'd give it about an 8. You know, yeah. I, I really, really had an issue with the ending, but uh, a solid show. So the way I kind of look at this one is uh, more than the last few Impact Plus specials, this did feel like a Impact Plus special, right? They didn't have, I mean, Moose is kind of, I guess, one of their top guys, but they didn't have a loaded card. It was mostly the Super X Cup um, mid-card type talent or, or independent talent for that matter. And um, so it was. It was kind of not a loaded, loaded show, but uh, the main event was good, less the, um, less the ending, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the main event was. I mean, if you wanted brutality out of two big guys, this was everything you could ask for. There were some positively cringeworthy spots. I mean the. The table spot off the turnbuckle to the outside where Willie pretty much missed the table and cracked his head on the diamond plate and somehow came up with, uh, you know, a little blood on his elbow, but somehow didn't crack his skull open. I, it, you know, it was everything you could want out of two big guys beating the hell out of each other, except for the ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I That spot did scare me. I mean, that was a... You know, a, a good match, but that spot scared me. <laughs> Protect your neck, man. Um, so the Super X Cup, eight-man tournament. Opening round, Ace Austin defeated Suicide. Blake Christian defeated Casey Navarro. Cousin Jake beat Davari. Crazy Steve, Crazy Steve defeated Trey Lamar. Anything in the opening round really stand out for you? Uh I, I think uh, Casey Navarro, as far as those who didn't move on, uh, I think he's got a, a little bit of the it uh, kind of the, he kind of, I reacted to him kind of the first time I saw MJF. Like I hate that guy. And, and I think that's what he's going for. So he's doing a good job. <laughs> I, I could see him uh, perhaps coming into the company and uh, no, in him, I'm in Blake wrestle quite a few times in the future and uh, not get bored, I imagine. That's true. Yeah. Um, the second round of the tournament, Ace Austin defeated Cousin Jake and Blake Christian defeated Crazy Steve. And I noted that that finish to that Blake Christian and Crazy Steve match of 450 with Crazy Steve draping over the ropes. That's yes. kind of an interesting thing. I've never seen that before. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a, a very uh, eye-catching move. Right. Right. Um, and then in the finals, Ace Austin defeated Blake Christian. Uh, that was a pretty good, pretty good match. Good showing for Blake Christian. I don't know that they've signed him, but they've certainly gave him a spotlight on the show. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of, you know, yeah, you have the feeling that if they're smart, 
they were well into negotiations with him and hopefully they will lock him up because they certainly uh, let him put his uh, best foot forward. He, he certainly had a great showing in those three matches. Right, right. He beat he beat Crazy Steve. He outlasted Cousin Jake in the tournament. So, um, so all good, all good there. Now, uh, the only match we haven't talked about: Jordan Grace defeating Jazz. Um, you know, fun match, good showing for for Jazz. She's clearly on the the final loop of her career, I guess. And um, feel good moment at the end. They hug and stuff. It was just a roll up for the win. Um, yeah. Any any other big notes there? Uh, you know, I, I thought uh, you know, we talked about this last week. You know, Jazz is old school enough where she would uh, put over the younger talent. I just, I thought it was odd not to take the, the younger talent's finisher. You know, I thought it was a little slightly lackluster ending, but you know, it was good for Jazz. Uh, may she enjoy retirement. A uh, lot of great memories out of her. So, yeah. So of course, the big show um, coming up is going to be hard to kill, and. Um, I think we've talked about that show on this show before, and as we get close to the weekend, we'll we'll bring it up some more. But um, any big matches on that show that you're like really? I mean, the the main event is Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Rich Swan and the Machine Guns. Anything on the undercard that's like got your eyes like that's going to be a steal the show type of a encounter? Mm. Honestly, I just I'm so locked into that main event that it's it's kind of hard to concentrate on anything on the undercard because uh you know obviously i'm you know, looking forward to seeing who's going to be the first reborn uh knockout tag team champions yeah uh and uh the the, the x division triple threat you got to think is going to be I, I really am going to have a hard time picking that one but you got to think that's going to be one heck of a performance from those three guys yeah, and I'm interested to see what happens with Taya Valkyrie and Deanna Perrazzo. Um, everybody's really quiet on what Taya's contract status is. Did she resign? Is this going to be her putting over the champion on the way out the door? Is it, you know, what's the what's the story here? So um, I'm interested in that match for those for those aspects of it. But honestly, it should be a great match either way. So oh, and let's let's not forget Ethan Page versus the Karate Man. <laughs> I just okay, can't wait. I just can't wait to see exactly how they pull that off. Yeah. I, that, you're right. That one might be the one that steals the show. Steals the show. <laughs> um, okay. Switching gears to Monday Night Raw tonight. Um, as far as I know, there's nothing advertised for the show tonight um, coming off of Legends Night, which is, which is too bad. But uh, we can assume that there's going to be some follow-up to the Bill Goldberg-Drew McIntyre storyline, and maybe that match will get inked for uh, Royal Rumble. So, and of course, probably more participants announced for both the men's and the women's uh, event. But I, I, I said last week, I think that uh, I think the Rumble is going to be a four, four match show, maybe five, if they have a squash in there. But um, I think the big question on this Goldberg McIntyre match is not who's going to win, but how long it'll last. And and do you think it goes a full five minutes? <laughs> Uh, if it doesn't, I'm really worried about Drew McIntyre. <laughs> we all oh, know who works. McIntyre and uh, Lesnar's match wasn't all that long either. Um, yeah. It might have been five, but that's okay. So, um, 
I guess we'll tune into Raw tonight and see if that storyline progresses, if anything else gets inked for the Rumble. But um, really, that's all we have for Raw. But still on the WWE side of things, um, following Raw tonight is the uh, season premiere of Steve Austin's uh, Straight Up Steve Austin show on the USA Network. And I'm going to talk about that tomorrow with Travis on this show. Um, but over the weekend, they had another episode of the Broken Skull Sessions go up on the network uh, with the special guest Bailey this time. Um, which Bailey, uh, as she is on most shows, is featured right here behind me in this little wrestling buddy doll I have. Um, today I put her with her friend Sasha Banks. Uh, John, what did you think of the, the Broken Skull Sessions? I enjoyed it thoroughly. I, you know, Bailey, once, once again, she's doing a good job as a heel because I hate her character. But every single time I hear her speak, Away from uh, you know Raw or SmackDown, I absolutely love her. I, I love the fact that she is such a fan, and now you know here she is growing up as such a fan, <clears throat> and here she is one of the best in the business. That yeah. just I love that fact so much. Yeah, I thought it, it, you know my my personal review on on this. I think this was one of the weaker Broken Skull sessions. Um, only because I've heard so much of the Bailey story, there wasn't a lot of new material. Um, there's a great, there's a great doc on the Takeover Brooklyn uh, match on the network, and I think that actually had a lot of the elements of this interview, you know, already encapsulated. But it was interesting to a couple of things. I heard her, you know, right off the bat, they talk about Serena Deeb, which I thought was kind of impressive. You know, that's an AEW signed talent, um, but they they really gave her a lot of credit for helping Bailey kind of get her start. So I thought that was an interesting storyline element for the interview. Um, and then the other stuff was the kind of the back end, the more recent history, um, talking about the heel turn that she did and then followed by, you know, the Hell in a Cell match and talking about her and Sasha, how they put that match together and how they wanted to, you know, do some new stuff and not stuff that everybody had seen before. Um, which, by the way, they had two other Hell in a Cell matches on that card. So it was really tough to differentiate. But um, so so I, I liked the interview, but I didn't think it was the best Broken Skull session so far. Yeah, I, I think the, the Broken Skull sessions are best when it's someone or like the, I think the undertaker one was really good. Cause they're, you know, there's two guys. They came, you know, went through the system, you know, went through everything together at the same time. And I think, I think probably what made Bailey's the weakest it, like you said, a lot of it was rehashed, but that's because she's grown up in front of their cameras. So they've already found five different ways to give us some of that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's almost unavoidable with the newer, younger talents. Right, right. Uh, and Al Carl chiming in from Parts Unknown with a ding-dong hello. Um, well, you know, there was one, one thing that actually came up during the show was them talking about the evolution of, you know, figuring out what works. And one of the things was this ding-dong hello and the interaction with Michael Cole, you know, she said she tries something out, gets a reaction on social media, so she continues. Um, as much as Serena Deeb on the early part of her career, it seems like the whole maturing process, she kind of credits to TJ Wilson. 
Yes. So, um, it's not. It's one of the things I guess when you get these, when you watch these documentaries, you you find out from the current talent who they really lean on for you know help and advice in the back. So um, TJ, I guess, was you know instrumental in her her development. And she uh, still bounces stuff. You know, some stuff she bounces off of Sasha. Some stuff she still goes to TJ for to this day. So it was, it was interesting to hear. Yeah, yeah. And then they talked about her being selfish. You know, after all the all the the years of wanting to help everybody have their best match and ever, you know, now she's kind of, she kind of focused a lot this year on making sure that she had the best performance. Um, so selfish in a good way, by the way. Right. Yeah, it wasn't. A, um, so I, I would say, you know, definitely watch, uh, the takeover Brooklyn documentary. Um, that one I think is, is more important watch than this broken skull sessions, but, um, but still good. If you've got the extra hour and 20 minutes, it's good content. Absolutely. So, all right. So next up we've got news and we've got a lot of it. So let me play the bumper. Today's news is brought to you by the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Get a free recap of the news, of the week's news, authored by me for you for free. Subscribe now at bodyslambrigade.com. Okay, news. Um, last week I've mentioned that Ring of Honor re-signed a whole bunch of talents, and this week is no different. Tracy Williams, Sumi Sakai, Brian Johnson all signed new contracts since we last had a show. So, um, you know, it's so interesting to me because a few years ago, like two years ago, all these Ring of Honor contracts came up at the same time, and then we got AEW. And it seems like Ring of Honor needs to kind of like, I hope they staggered these contracts so that some end in, you know, 36 months or 18, 24, you know, so having all these contracts come up at the same time seems like really risky, but... Um, yes. Because I think this was like ten of their top talents all in the same, you know, two week span. So, um, and then on top of all that, Sports Hub's James Stewart reports that Dalton Castle is a free agent, um, and apparently Ring of Honor has extended an offer to Castle, but he's exploring all options. So, um, you know, he's a former champion there, definitely a charismatic guy. Um, it has probably lost a step. I think everybody would kind of mention that because he had a, I think a you know back injury, but uh, certainly an interesting person to be on the open market. It would be a big name for them to lose. Yes, yes. Um, we've got new trademarks from WWE. Almost uh, Shay Samuels, Mansoor, Leon Ruff, and Davicato. Um I'm actually really looking forward to seeing the almost merchandise hit the shelves. <laughs> I, I feel like it's going to be like uh, guitars that break on impact type of thing or something like that. Or, or I don't know. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. just are kind of make, they kind of just make sense. Uh, Dabakato is actually a surprising one too. I, I thought because um, he's not really on television at all, but um that may go, what's that? I guess they have some plans for him. Well, 
also in the news is WWE's announcement of the Superstar Spectacle, which is a special to air on Sony Sports Network in India. The show is going to feature WWE's developing India Indian talent. Uh, I don't know what Dom Cato's background is, but perhaps he's wrapped into you know that um, into Could that special. Special. Yeah. So the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic is going to start up, and we have a bunch of teams announced. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It's twelve. Twelve team tournament. Ow. So what's that? Uh, how does that even work? Maybe. Um, as far as I know, those are those are the teams. I don't know how that's going to uh, work in terms of elimination, but uh, that's the entire field, I think. Um, you know, I, I boldly predicted the Bollywood Boys will uh, win this. Um, <laughs> Are you uh, are you with the grizzled young veterans? That's where John Smith as the NXT guy is with. It certainly seems like they're putting them uh, front and center. So uh, you know it'd be hard to bet against them right now. But uh, look at the talent in that field. So uh-huh. nothing would really surprise me, except maybe except maybe ever. Right? <laughs> yeah, they rule. Um, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, Kushida. Uh, Jake Atlas, um, you know, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> um, and then I got enough on Tasma, so I mean, it's a it's a loaded, it's really loaded. Um, Brazongo's in there, former tag champions. Grizzled Young Veterans are the former NXT UK champions. Imperium, former champions. Uh, Fury and Furry are in there, so it's should be. I don't know. The tournament's fun. I think we'll have fun with it no matter what. But you might, I, you, I wouldn't be surprised if you see like a double elimination early. Like maybe the uh, Gargano Kushida is like a double count out or something like that. Yeah. Um, no Lucha House Party on the list. I what happened that. there? I thought, they, I thought we already, that was already a given. They were in. Yeah. I don't know. I pulled the list off of WWE.com. Oh, so maybe it's a 16 per team tournament and they left four off. Could be. So, all right. Further news. WrestleMania 24 is not currently on the WWE network. Um, It is believed to be the reason behind that is believed to be that uh, Floyd Mayweather was on that show and they don't have the rights to his theme music. So they pulled that down to do the editing. Uh, WWE has not commented on how long it will be down. I really wish they would put it back up because we would like to do a WrestleMania 24 specific show. Um, so stay tuned. Nick Jackson went to Instagram to talk about having COVID last year. And this is surprising that it fell under the radar so much, but uh, he says, crazy to think there's still COVID deniers out there in the world. I've had plenty. I've had a pretty bad case in early September that kept me bedridden for three weeks he couldn't taste or smell for two and a half months. At one point, his whole body had hives, and the doctor said it was definitely from COVID. Matt had to do the majority of the work matches once he returned because he did, couldn't catch his breath. His cardio is finally back, but it took months to feel like himself again. He said, let's protect each other and wear masks. So just completely interesting to me that we didn't know. It, it seems that something that we would have just figured out, you know, but... Um, there you go. So there's another, another situation where somebody had it. Um, 
Straight Up Steve Austin debuts tonight after Raw, we mentioned. And then I want to ask, John, what did you think of SmackDown this past week? Oh, SmackDown. I mean, you know, uh, well, speaking of SmackDown, I, I hope you got my uh, my email where uh, I, I forwarded you a copy of my resume with Headshot. Headshot hasn't been updated in a few years, but uh, I figured in, in honor of Billy Kay, this was the thing to do. And... Uh, <laughs> And as you'll see under my special skills, I understand you're a big fan of the Star Wars. Sure. Uh, you'll see under special skills, it, it does mention that I am fluent in Klingon. So, Nanu, Nanu. Oh. Which I believe uh, I believe uh, translates to uh, use the Force, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Perfect. I'm so glad I didn't have to correct you at the end of that sentence and say that's a Star Trek thing. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, so SmackDown, it went back up over 2 million viewers. Um, Big E defended the Intercontinental Championship and won against Apollo Crews. We have new tag team championships with Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defeating the Street Profits. Ends a 10-month reign from the Street Profits. But the thing that I thought was interesting, and I don't understand exactly what they are what they were doing here, but Shinsuke Nakamura gets a submission victory over Rey Mysterio and two pinfalls over King Corbin and Daniel Bryan on SmackDown before he lost to Adam Pierce. Um, of course, there was lots of shenanigans with the Pierce thing with Roman interfering. It'll be Roman versus Pierce at Rumble. That's a story, but it's not the story I'm interested in. Shinsuke Nakamura only won two singles matches in 2020. And I only consider this gauntlet match one match, but on Friday he pinned two of the top baby faces and probably the number three heel on SmackDown. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura not been pushed since basically the AJ Styles feud following his Royal Rumble victory in 2017. Yeah. What's going on here, John? Yeah, yeah I, was, I was getting, you know, I, I was kind of, in the middle of three different things while that show was going on. So I, I, I wasn't fully engrossed in what was going on with Pierce and I'm watching Shin, you know, have this great performance and I'm going like, Oh my God. Okay. This is, I'm really excited for this. I can't wait for this. And then, you know, Pierce comes out and what happened happened. And I'm like, so was the Shinsuke push just a tease? Cause yeah. I sure like for it not to have been. Right. I guess it's a wait and see thing. Yeah, it made me wonder. If, it feels a lot like um, the Kofi Kingston angle from years, you know, from was just last year, two years ago. Um, but I don't know if they're going to, if it'll carry that much weight again. But if, it kind of felt that way in the sense that, like, you put him all the way through this and then he didn't quite make it because he got, um, you know, screwed. Yeah. But, We'll see. There, I don't think there's been a big rally of fan support for him, but definitely some. It's tough, it's tough when he comes off such a heel run. You know, he's been with Cesaro all that time. But um, so I'm interested to see what happens with Shinsuke. I, you know, I I hope I do get to see a Shinsuke Nakamura and Roman Reigns match. Uh, I think that's be very unique. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I would. I would be all, all. I would be all in on that one. Absolutely. Sure. So Matt and Rebby Hardy have are they're adding another child to the Hardy Cinematic Universe. They announced that they're having a baby girl. So congratulations. congratulations. Of that. 
Uh, also in the news of contract signing, Brian Myers has officially signed with Impact. I guess uh, up to this point, he has been working date by date or, uh, or short-term contract or whatever, but he's officially with them, as he announced on Twitter. Um, Rhea Ripley, according to uh, most news sources out there, is her main roster debut is any moment, and Damian Priest is scheduled for a Raw call-up, so... Let's just uh, check and see. Maybe it'll be Royal Rumble. Maybe it'll be before then. Maybe it'll be the day after Royal Rumble. But um, let's just assume that both these call-ups happen. John, who's the ideal opponent for Ripley and Priest out of the gate? Okay, so I was looking at, uh, in terms of Priest, uh, going up to Raw. And, you know, he, he doesn't. Not to poo-poo the the big man style, but he's more than just a big man. So I'm sure there's a lot of interesting angles there. But the one name that just kept jumping off the screen to me as I look at the the Raw men's roster was him and Bobby Lashley. Oh, that is fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a fun – that's it. Uh, yeah, that's perfect. I mean, he comes out of the North American Championship uh, title picture and bounces into the United States Championship picture. Um, Bobby Lashley, you know, like you said, is a different style for him to have to compete against. That could be fun. Yeah. What about Ripley? Any thoughts on her? In terms of Rhea, uh, th- this is purely selfish, but all I can think of is her and Jaina Baszler. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to not play that one back, right? Just too entertaining the first time. Yeah. All right. That does it for the news. John, it's that time. It is time for trivia. Let me play a number. All right. Last week, you went perfect. Five for five uh, with your trivia. So did Al Carl. Travis went one for five. John Smith went three for five. So this is... uh, Week two in our January trivia um, event. Um, your trivia today is all about Impact 2020. We're replaying the hits. We're going to find out what you remember and what you don't remember. Um, yeah. Five questions. A simple majority correct will get you the W. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar Award. And if you lose, you get a Hawkins. So 2020 started with this man as Impact World Championship Champion. He would lose the belt to Tessa Blanchard on January 12th. Uh, due to recency, I'm not giving multiple choice. That would be Sammy Callahan. That is correct, Sammy Callahan. Question number two. Rich Swan ended 2020 as the Impact World Champion. Can you remember the event where he won the championship? Bound for glory? It is bound for glory. There were five X Division champions in 2020. Can you name them? Ace Austin, Rohit Raju, Manic, uh, Chris Bay, Jordan Grace doesn't count, right? Jordan Grace does not count. <laughs> we all thought. Oh. Uh, Willie Mack. That's right. That's right. In order goes Ace Austin, Willie Mack, Chris Bay, Rohit, Manic. 
there were four knockouts champions in 2020. Can you name them? Aya. Okay. Gordon Grace. Deanna Perrazzo. Sue Young. Very good. Very good. You're four for four. I'm not going to tell you how many tag teams held the Impact Tag Titles in 2020. For your final question, you tell me. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be. I'm going to miss somebody, aren't I? Uh, the North, the Motor City Machine Guns, and the Good Brothers. That's correct. <laughs> That's it. You're right. So perfect, perfect, perfect. Great job. You're 10 for 10. Who are you? <laughs> oh, oh right. my uh, John, any, any further uh, words of wisdom as we close the show today? Or any thoughts? Uh, in, uh, in keeping with, uh, uh, who was it Matt Jackson or Nick Jackson? Nick. Nick, wear your mask, folks. That's a pro tip from John DeCani. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you. Our show returns tomorrow with Travis to cover whatever happens on Monday Night Raw tonight. Straight up Steve Austin. And whatever else we want to talk about. Catch you down the road. 